the M1 Macs, and virtualization. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This Mac Voices Live panel wraps up with a conversation about the state of virtualization on the M1 Macs for gaming, for video production, and for productivity software. And there's even a bit of a debate over the ARM version of Windows. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Oh, regardless, Sorry. people just buy high-end PCs and <clears throat> gaming stuff. Right. And, and, yeah. and, you know, that's that's actually, if I decide to get into gaming again, that's the approach I'm going to take. You know, I'm not going to give up my Apple devices, but if I decide I want to do some serious gaming again, I'm going to build a PC specifically for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Butts, your comments earlier and in the chat room about win running win installing Windows in Parallels or using UMB for a virtual PC, mm -hmm. it's something we haven't talked about here for a while. What kind of is the state of the ability to run Windows on an M-Series Mac at this point? I mean, I, and I I look, I know we, you know, it's not going to work for gaming, okay? Right. But as no. a general use case, how, how does it stand up right now? General use case, now, granted, this is, you know, from from what I've read and from what I've heard, I haven't tried it on, I haven't tried it myself yet. I, I haven't been in the M1 arena long enough to, to really dig that deep. <clears throat> but Parallels is doing well for your basic office tasks. If, if you need to run some kind of office software that is Windows only, it from what I've heard, it's it's fairly decent for that. Um, UMB, which you can either download that directly from their website or you can buy it in the Mac App Store. And it actually uses uh, QEMU, um, the Q emulator. It's a front end for QEMU. So it takes all the, the pain of writing text configuration files and they even have a gallery of different types of virtual machines that you can download and just install. And basically, you've you're running a virtual PC on your M1 or M2 based Mac. I think Dave and I both had, you know, he posted, but Dave and I both been playing with Parallels on the M series since inception of the ARM version of Parallels mm -hmm. and before. And um, so. Yeah, so, so what, what's, that, what's the experience? A couple things with that. First of all, there's no supported way to get Windows on there. It's it's still um it's still you're you're downloading um basically a developer version of Windows, right? Still, yep. Um, not Windows 11. It's a full full out version. You can Windows get it. 10, yes, it's still that they never release it out of it. Because the version of Windows think, 11 I have is is a full out version of Windows. No, it's a full version, but I think you have to get it through the um, Insider Preview channel. Not, I, not, not anymore. No, not, not anymore. anymore. Windows 10, you had to. Windows 11, you do okay. not. I, I was able to obtain. I have I, and I have it. It's full. It's fully licensed, and yeah, it was. Okay. And, was able in, to, oh, that's so initially, great. I had not heard that. Yeah, I didn't hear yeah, that either. Well, I'm gonna go look. But I, I've had I think, the well, one at a time, guys. Yep. Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, I think that the. 
the Windows 11 licensing is a relatively new thing. It used to be you had to install Windows 10 yes. and then upgrade, upgrade. Yeah. by the upgrade. But just recently, I, I saw this headline just in the past few days, Microsoft is now allowing do-it-yourself PC builders to purchase direct licenses for Windows 11 without getting Windows 10 first. So I'm looking. So you're saying there's a download link for Windows 11 ARM? Yes. Out there. Should okay. be. Okay, ARM, so. I see ARM preview. I see ARM. Yeah, so Brad in the chat room says he finds parallels and Office works very fast it under uh, Windows 11 ARM. I'm um, running it. Running it right now as we as we uh, yeah. I'm on the Zoom call and it, I, I have it on my 14 inch Pro too. Great, yeah. right. okay. it runs well, but the the version of programs that it runs are ARM versions of the app, so they're not. I haven't tried to install that much out there on my on my um, on my uh, parallels, but um, there are things that aren't going to work on it too. It's getting better, but I don't think it's there yet, to be honest with you, for mainstream. So, Claire, Claire, thank you so much for all the comments. I mean, this is a really interesting discussion. Um, uh, I actually built my PC this year. And by the way, I think I've been referring to Claire as her. It could be a him. I'm sorry, Claire. I don't know which is correct, but I'll just call you Claire from now on. Um, I actually built my PC this year, have an M1 on the desk and a huge gaming PC. Now uh, that I'm traveling again, I wish I could take both. I heard about Windows for ARM. Where did that go? I think the gang just answered some of that. So, Windows. Yeah. So she says, okay, so Windows does not have an ARM conversion language for regular programs, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm running Office. I'm running Visio. I'm running Access. It's all running fine on on this on this uh, build of Windows 11. Where'd you get that? Or 64 bit. 64, 64. But Dave, where if you put in the chat where you found how to download it through Microsoft, let me know because I've just I still see the same either new Windows preview or this weird UUP dump page that everybody's saying to get it. So mm. I'm not sure if I'm convinced that Windows 11 for ARM is out there in the wild for Microsoft. Well, Dave's running it and he certainly well, is. No, we're all running it too. The question is to get it. You know, you've been able to get it sort of on the sly for a couple of years, but I, I had not heard that Microsoft. You, you'd think that would have been a big story if yeah, Microsoft I, was now making it. I know, think I think they're officially available. They're not correct. I haven't seen it, and I don't see it. I think it's you could get the ARM version through the Insider channel, and you could get the 64-bit uh, ARM 10 through the uh, channel, but I don't see anywhere that Microsoft is saying here, you want to buy a copy of Windows 11. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find the link to where I got it. Okay. Okay, please. Um, Jeff and um, Andrew, you both are kind of quiet during this discussion. Uh, are You guys just don't have need to run P, uh, PCs. Yeah, you don't have need to run Windows? Uh, for yeah. me, no. Um, I don't think there's anything that I can think of in my workflow that would require Windows. Um, but I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying here and that like, to me, when I think of Windows, it's like you that's a platform you want if you're a serious PC gamer. 
So like, I guess that's just the only thing I can think of that if I wanted to run PC games, that's the platform I would want. Otherwise, like, I don't need Windows. Oh, there are, there are people, you know, businesses where like, say they use access as a database. Um, you've got to have Windows to... to oh, yeah. For, for that, or maybe they've written, you know, I think you see less of this now because in-house apps tend to be more like web-based now. So, you know, I think we're, you know, a decade ago, that was a real problem that businesses had all these in-house apps that were Windows only. Um, and I'm sure there's still a lot of that, but it, I think it's a lot less percentage-wise mm-hmm. than it was. An awful lot of that stuff has moved to the cloud. So, um, you know, you can just run it on Mac OS or Chrome OS or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, uh, <laughs> never mind. I'll, I'll comment in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll, me, just, I'll just say it outright. <laughs> access is bloated garbage. Well, I, you know, I'm a competitor of them, so I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> but there are still people that use it. I mean, apparently Dave uses it. Yeah, I, I'd like to gather them all up and teach them proper SQL. But, you know, that's just... <laughs> not a matter of I use it. It's a matter of that it's still there's still a, a very large audience of access users out there. And as much as you don't like it, it's still a very active community. I mean, just like, you know, FileMaker, just like, uh, you know, Jim's, par- yeah. uh, his product too. I mean, there's just a lot of database programs out there. I didn't realize it was still that heavily used, but yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, well, it's not it's not SQL Server. It's, it's not going to be right, high-end no. stuff, but but yeah, it's still out there used. Well, Jeff, I mean, I mean, Jim can probably comment it more than, than I can since he is. Interestingly, it's not something that we hear about much from people asking right. about compatibility or converting from it. Um, I, I've almost not heard anything in, actually ever, but especially in the last five years, it's just like it's disappeared. I mean, but, you know, I know there's other, like there's another... Uh, I'm not trying to think the name of it now. I used to get emails. PC uh, database alpha, I think. Have you ever anybody ever heard of that? And you know, from from their uh, emails and stuff that I've seen, sounds like you know they have a community that's you know roaring along. But you know, they're just you know, I think Panorama is kind of like that. We've got a community, and nobody else knows it exists. Um, So. Um, there's these, you know, and I, I'm sure there's lots, you know, access it from Microsoft. So a ton of people must use it. I, I, I have almost never, and you know, to your take, Jeff, I've almost never heard anyone say anything nice about access, maybe oh, once no, or I, twice in 25 years, and, you know, you. and then I've been like, really, I have a couple of times and I'm like, really, you're, you know, you're the first person I ever heard say anything nice about it. I, I've Bill had Gates one, one guy. One guy in his name yeah. was David as well. <laughs> There's a lot of people named David. So yeah. I don't think David said anything nice about it. He just said it no, was on his computer. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Jeff Butts, sort of along the lines of, you know, you were saying that there's a there's a still community out there. I mean, there's still a community for Internet Explorer. We had that discussion last week, you know, but that doesn't... Is there? Oh yeah, they're just going yeah. into COVID now. By the way, well, you know the, the thing about the thing about databases is this, you know, that's sort of different. Is that 
you know, people develop applications and databases. So, you know, in Internet Explorer, you could just stop using it and use something else. And, you know, right. it's not something like you have to plan. Whereas, you know, if you spend five mm -hmm. years building uh, an application in Access or anything else, you're not going to like tomorrow go, oh, I'm going to stop using Access. That's a big project. Um, you know, so that works like in my field, it works both for and against us, you know. It means it's really hard to get people to convert from some other program to Panorama, but it also means that Panorama users tend to not, you know, decide, oh, I'm going to go switch to using FileMaker or whatever because they have a big investment in what they've built. Well, in the corporate world, like Dave and I could tell you, switching out of Internet Explorer quickly doesn't always work, too. Uh, right. People, yeah. that was a thing. Well, you know, back in the day, there were people building applications with ActiveScript, or wasn't that what it was called? You know, yeah. they were building websites that would only work with Internet Explorer because they were using proprietary features. But mm -hmm. I, I got to think that there's not much of that anymore. You would think until the day it goes away, and then they'll come out. Yeah, <laughs> take a trip to Japan. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, uh, you had uh, Jeff Gamut. You had something you wanted to confess. <laughs> yeah, my confession is I don't get what all all of this uh, freak out over running Windows is because uh, I mean it's running perfectly fine for me on uh, my Intel Mac with Parallels, and I I'm even running it on an external drive. Yeah, well, and, you got an uh, Intel computer, of course it's going to run well. You can run Boot Camp off it. Right. Yeah. So see, I, I'm not seeing where the issue is. What, why, why are we even having this discussion? <laughs> because you can't buy an Intel Mac. Yeah. Cause the M1 Mac doesn't have bootcamp. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Intel the reality Mac. is the reality is as all these magazines that John Gruber could tell you, there's plenty of windows laptops out there for many prices. If you really need to have one. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, all, all of you bought M1 Macs. Mm -hmm. That's on you. <laughs> uh, about 12 years ago i was in a, a doctor's office that was kind of a fancy doctor's office they were trying to impress their clients and they had all imax and i was quite surprised because this was like I said about 12 years ago and um you know wow they're they're all all imax and it turned out they were all running windows mm -hmm. and they just had imax because they thought they looked cool Oh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I've seen all that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Claire, Claire brings up, she says, I'm surprised with the widespread yeah. use of Mac products internationally, that the Windows guys have not tried to capitalize on that and really push for M-chip compatibility in a big way. So, so it's, how, it's, how would they do that? This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated than than 
than people might think. Um, Apple has, I don't think Apple has fully disclosed all of the, all of the low level programming requirements that would be needed to access the GPU in a useful way. And that's why you, that's why we're not seeing much in the way of alternate operating systems for Apple Silicon yet for the M1 or the M2. It's coming. Oh, they, it, it, Linux is available now. Uh, just barely. It does not oh. have hardware accelerate. It does not have graphics acceleration. Um, or if it does, it only just came in the in the latest I alpha. Think it, I think I think it does now. And it, you know, and it's it, very interesting. Buggy. An interesting thing. Well, but that is not going to last very long. No. Um, well, but and, I mean, understand that that the Mac Studio just got support under Asahi a week ago. You okay. couldn't install you couldn't install Asahi on the on the Mac Studio until a week ago. Well, because you know, but there's people. Those people are are out there doing it. Right. And, uh, you know, it's taken a while because Apple's not throwing any resources at it. Right. But, you know, the interesting thing is that Apple now, in, uh, you know, I guess in Ventura, now they they have, uh, you know, this new virtual support and they've got virtual support also for running Linux in containers that also, interestingly, can use Rosetta so that you can have. Uh, if you've got your virtual machine running Linux, that can have x86 apps. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's added in Ventura. How, how user form is that? And Apple, Apple, Apple was talking about it at WWDC. This is official Apple okay. thing that you can run Linux in a in a virtual machine, and uh, yeah, I think what you're talking about is running it on bare metal, but. Apple is now supporting it in a virtual machine and that Rosetta is passed through so that you can run uh, x86 Linux apps. Okay. And so, you know, there's uh, a, a lot of people in the web dev world that like to, you know, use Docker and set up containers yeah. you know, for, to do server development. And their server is probably an x86 machine. Um, and so that, that that was sort of a wrinkle. Like they used to be able to on a Intel Mac, they could, you know, virtualize Linux and, and run exactly what was on their server. Um, and then, then with the M1, they couldn't do that anymore. Well, now they're going to be able to do it again. Um, you'll be able to run exactly on your your Mac, um, exactly what what is running on your server. I, I think it would be really interesting to see uh, somehow. Uh, and again, this is something that's probably too small for Apple to go up after, although gosh, there are a lot of server machines, but you know, it seems like the M series would be just so awesome in server equipment. Um, cool. So other than, other than like, uh, uh, or other than like, you know, not like racks of it, uh, minis, but you know, actual server equipment, it would be really cool if Apple would somehow, you know, sell somebody chips or something to, to be able to do that. Yeah, but think how many times we've made that statement right there, Jim. You know, it would be really cool if Apple would. Well, but, you know, but, you know I, I think it's not completely far-fetched. 
how many servers does Apple have? You know, Apple might, you know, just the, the market of Apple for server equipment, it's got to be phenomenal. And Apple probably w- wants to have, you know, and, and also, you know, you know, M1's like, you know, the, the M series, you know, look at the power savings and speed. How, how is that going to, you know, that could be uh, big wins on server farms, which Apple has a ton of server farms. So they may want this just for, you know, end use, house use, and it would be awfully nice if they would, you know, let some crumbs out for the rest of us. Um, but, you know, I could see them doing a deal with, you know, like uh, AWS. You know, AWS, I believe now is uh, making available. Um, you can you can rent M1 server instances yep. from yeah. AWS. It's a, I think it's not super affordable, but um, and I'm not sure what the, the background technical details are. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I don't think that's completely you know out of bounds. Guys, we didn't get to have this. I think there are like three stories still left on the table that we didn't get to tonight. This this has been I, really interesting. I just Dave. want to make sure I make a point on parallels. I did put Please. a link in our in our chat here. There was a knowledge base article from Parallels. The the the, the, the method of getting a download for Windows 11 is it's built into Parallels. They have a link directly to Microsoft, which isn't publicly available on the website. When you go go to click that, the the, the uh, knowledge base article shows how you do it. And I I couldn't remember how I did it, and now I remember. That uh, you just go click that in Parallels and download it. It installs it. It activates it, and it's a it's it's an ARM based version of Windows. So yeah. Parallels has a deal with Microsoft. No, no, the link you sent it right in that link. If you scroll down, it says you have to register for the uh, for developer preview. But that's after Windows ten. I because I I just just tried doing it again in Parallels now because I can set up another one. You click that link. It's it's going to say download and install Windows. Mm-hmm. So if you if you see the first part of that article, that's where it shows it. There's so a box there. when when it's activating it, does it activate it? Yes, it does. So how activated version? How how is how are you doing that? How are you getting that? I went through the activation process, and if, and if you, I had already it, it it actually migrated a license I had for Windows 10, so it, I got the upgrade to Windows 10 using the the, the Windows 10 license. But if you'd go out to purchase a, a new a new version of uh, if you wanted a new license. It'll go through the activation process and give they it have instructions too. for how to buy it. Yeah. On this knowledge, even though article. it says that next part of that article says that Windows 10 is no longer ARM is no longer available, and, and, and but it does skip that part because I've gone, I did go through those steps, and that's how I have the full version ARM based in parallels on an. Oh, own. but but um, Dave, they have a screenshot on buying it, and it says Windows 11 Pro Insider Preview. Right, but as far as I know, that's what I got. So, right, but the insider preview is exactly what I said. You have to be in the the preview channel. It's only in a preview channel. It's not out on the Microsoft facing. Right. It's yeah. it's they've they've got it linked into into parallels. Right, I know, I know. Yeah, you but, can't buy it flat out. No, it has no, no. But all you're getting is a preview version. You're not getting. There's no yeah. version of it. They, Doesn't say just, a preview version, but okay. Says says the man who's running every beta in the world. Warren. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> well, I, you know, I think the question might be, you know, for a company, is this 
something that a company could, you know, like maybe Microsoft doesn't provide any support. Um, I, you know, I'm not yeah. saying they don't, but, um, you know, it's one thing for, you know, one of us to just run it on our computer and say, that's great. And another thing, you know, maybe some Fortune 500 company say, well, what's this? You know, we can't put this on, you know. There's no, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, if it's hidden in one KB article in parallels and if if you were able to put it on a VM and Microsoft had the ability to sell it because they're not giving you a free license, they're giving you a license that maybe you could buy. You only got it activated because you had 10. Then Microsoft's going to put it out on their website that you could buy a copy of the VM. So mm-hmm. there, hey, was, there were stories. Of, yeah, hang on. That um, Qualcomm, that Microsoft had an exclusivity deal on the ARM version with Qualcomm. And yeah. then maybe that's why they weren't selling it. Yeah. We'll play. Um, yeah, I know Jeff Botts needs to go, and actually, we're at time anyway. So, um, I'm going to wrap us up and say thanks, you know, to everybody. For, this has been a really dynamic discussion, yeah. especially thanks to Claire in the chat room for uh, for for vlogging it on and keeping us going because there's some really good information coming out here. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm going to flip things around a little bit and let Jeff uh, do his goodbyes and um, and get out of here. Jeff, thank you for being here. It's great to have you back again. Um, please uh, let us know where can where folks can find you when you're not here. Yeah, uh, I was glad to pop in. Um, you can find me at Mac Observer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Clefmeister, and I'm also the the voice behind uh, Mac Observer's Twitter handle. And I'm on Instagram as Recovering Phoenix, or it might be Recovering Phoenix 72. I can't remember which. Thank you, Jeff. Good to have you as always. Appreciate you being here. Take care. See you. See you. So now I guess I'll work the screen from the bottom up since that happened. Um, So Andrew Orr, thank you for, uh, for coming and sharing your wisdom. Where can folks find you? Yeah, thanks for having me, as always. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew or not. And then you can find me writing at appleinsider.com, where I'm writing about, it's pretty much a, a whole different variety of subjects, but it's all about Apple. And that's what we're pretty good at. Great. Good to see you, Andrew. Thanks. Indiana or uh, Jim. Um, where can uh, where can folks find you? Just uh, head on down to Panama and hang a left. Hey. <laughs> other than that, uh, other than that, uh, online you can find me at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E, and also on the Twitter at Proview Jim. Great, thank you, Jim. And here, Jeff. Yeah, and here, right here, Tuesday nights, always. Jeff Gamut, thank you for uh, joining us again and sharing your gaming uh, opinions. Where can folks find you? Well, as always, it's a lot of fun to to be here. Warren, I do need to point out you missed a spot. Um, So uh, when uh, I'm not advising Warren about the smudges he left on his display, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both, youtube.com slash jgamut for uh, occasional videos uh, here with you on Tuesday, uh, most Thursdays with with Dave and Warren on In Touch With iOS and uh, uh, The Big Show and The Mac Show. And uh, and then also on the context machine with Brian Chaffin, I get around. Excellent, thank you, Jeff. 
Mr. Sklar, how much will you pay us not to tell your wife what all you have hiding in the basement? <laughs> well, she already found it, so nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, and yeah, my ADHD comes through here and there, so that's what's going on with that. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm here uh, Thursdays uh, with Dave. Um, probably not this week because we are kind of. She's coming home tomorrow from Chicago, and I got a lot of cleaning up to do. So, um, so <laughs> I probably won't be here. Um, but thanks for having me. Uh, good to see all of you after a couple of weeks out. Last but absolutely not least, the man in the brand new Max Stock shirt, Mr. David Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is, right there. Multicolors too. Max Stock yeah. six. Dave, what's uh, the best place for people to connect with you? You can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. I'm on my YouTube channel. is YouTube.com slash InTouchWithIOS. I'm on the Mac show and the Mirish Tech Network on uh, Friday with two of these crazy guys here. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks. Excellent. Thank you. I especially want to say thanks to the chat room, and I said it earlier, but Claire really did uh, spark some of the conversation. So thanks so much, Claire. And thanks to everybody in the chat room who contributed. Brad was throwing some things in, Brian, Rich. So thank you guys all. Um, one last note. Um, our buddy um, Frank Petrie is having some health issues. We want to send our best out to him. We're thinking about you, Frank. We can't wait to get you back here on the panel. So yes. hang in there. Yeah. With that, this is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you happen to be. And of course, if you can't be here at that time, uh, the shows end up in the Mac Voices, regular Mac Voices feeds so that you can enjoy the the wisdom there. Um, Because usually most of the stuff we talk about is not necessarily time sensitive. Um, YouTube.com slash Mac Voices TV is where you'll find us doing all that stuff. Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.